Welcome, welcome to the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly. From the sea to the glass, wine has a past. Our aim at the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast is to look for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, grape minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Our featured winery is... We venture to Arizona and Callaghan Vineyards. In the mid-70s, a soil scientist from the University of Arizona, Dr. Gordon Dutt, doing some research for a project that he was working on, was surprised to find that there were no wineries in the state, even though the soil composition was similar to Burgundy, France. After some funding, the wine business was born in Elgin and Sonoita area in Arizona. The state of Arizona has over 100 wineries, but particular area we're talking about is 15, including... Kent Callaghan, owner, winemaker, vineyard guy at Callaghan Vineyard. So we go back to summertime, 1990. Kent's parents decided to start the vineyards along with Kent's, but Mother Nature didn't exactly greet them with open arms. Well, we planted in the middle of a heat wave. Uh, it was the first time that, as far as I know, Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix had shut down. Was, I think it was 122 for a couple days up there. It was 105 here, so we lost a lot uh, of our planting right off the bat. In Cabernet, which was about uh, 9,000 of those lines, we lost probably 2,500. Yeah, it was was kind of brutal. All that hard work and then to see those vines die because of the extreme heat, you probably wonder, whose idea was this anyway? My dad's idea. He had been a home winemaker, so they bought this parcel and asked me if I wanted to help them plant and start a vineyard and start a winery. I was right out of college at that point, basically. So you you uh, graduate from college. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Pomona in uh, Claremont. Okay, in in Southern California, and graduated with a degree in philosophy. So from that to the current time, you've been doing this. What? Uh, let's see. Do my math here. A little over thirty years. Yeah, thirty years. Thirtieth uh, vintage this year, and then thirty-first year growing. How big is pruning to the success of a vineyard? Oh, it's huge. It's in my opinion, it's the single most important thing that you do. You had to rank them. Explain how, uh, why it's so critical. Well, it sets the stage for basically everything else. If you prune correctly, you know you're you're just setting yourself off for success. The vine architecture, the way the vine grows, is going to give you hopefully what you you know you've intended to get uh, with less need for inputs, particularly manual input. Without getting too philosophical, how would you describe your vineyard, your winery? We're not looking for huge crops. We're looking for quality fruit. So it's uh, that's the whole focus of what we do. Are you one of the bigger wineries? Biggest acreage, one of the smaller wineries. Our output is, is not particularly large. We're probably the third large, fourth largest, something like that, out of 15. Yeah, well, that was the whole goal from the start. It was never to be a large uh, operation, but a totally quality-oriented one. At the winery, what are you most proud of? Well, I just a lot of things. I mean, just enjoy, uh, I guess we're best known for reds. We're still experimenting. I mean, it's been a quite a long journey in trying to figure out what varieties grow best, in, not only in Sonoida, where we are specifically, but on our specific site. And that is something that's still ongoing. It's been fun and somewhat, you know, time-consuming, obviously, but uh, mostly rewarding. So our best varieties, in my opinion, for this site and in general in Sonoida too at this point. Graciano, uh, Petit Verdot, Tanat immediately come to mind. And those and for whites, we uh, are really starting to lean towards 
Seaman's thing, which is the white variety that comes from the same area of southwestern France that Tanat comes from. I, we come, got into the business not knowing anything really about wine, but basically become a wine geek. So that's, to me, the most interesting thing about wine is learning about, you know, other wines in particular, not just our own, but for the fo- folks that are consumers that enjoy our wines, it's, I think it's interesting for them to see, for, you know, the library tasting we're going to do, to see how the wines age, what's done well, you know, and how the vintage is different are different because we definitely have vintage variation in Arizona in general and particularly in Sonoida due to the monsoon rainfall that we we get. Everything depends on how much rain falls, when it falls, if we have, you know, cloud cover at critical times, when it's, you know, verizon, that kind of thing. So all of those things affect, and that obviously affects your, your wine not only a quality, but also the character of the vintage. Okay, due to time constraints, that concludes part one of our interview with Kent of Callahan Vineyards. So that brings us up to our listener voicemail. Hello, this is Savannah from Corona, California. I would like to know who invented the corkscrew and when. As best as historians can recall, the earliest reference to a corkscrew was in the 1680s. They called the crude instrument a steel worm. We do know that Reverend Samuel Henshaw received the first patent in 1795. Thank you, Savannah, for your question. Thank you for listening. I'm Forrest Kelly. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by... I his. If you like the show, please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure.